BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Andrew Barron. This is our Thursday afternoon look at the main NFL Daily Fantasy slate, mostly on DraftKings.com. Uh, we we have removed some of the – well, actually, we have all the good high-scoring teams except for the Chiefs, uh, and the Chiefs weren't even high-scoring last week. Uh, pretty, mm. pretty brutal spot there, but – I mean, really, Andrew, Daily Fantasy is as simple as which one of Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson are you going to pick to win a million dollars, and then good luck after that? Yeah, it's funny. That is generally the case. Um, Interested to hear you say that. I think that's true, and what I worried about early on looking at this slate was like, okay, well, this – Buffalo and Baltimore game is just so much better than everything else. Like, what? how do you get away from this? Um, But – Having spent more time with the slate, I do think there's actually a lot of pretty decent pivots to avoid it. And I think, you know, Allen and Jackson obviously are great, but Hertz is looking a little bit lower owned. And I think he is a very compelling. He's obviously, he actually is the number one optimal probability. I think there's real concerns with Lamar. Allen obviously is number two. It's that's always like that. Hertz and Hertz and Allen are tier one by themselves these days, and Lamar is usually going to be in that second tier. He certainly is, but because we're also like missing all of the 303 guys that you normally worry about. So I think there's because Russian quarterbacks can bust, right? Even if they have the like nicer floor, it's it's easier to screw up a stack. They might throw the touchdown. Well, the, the that's people. that's the difference is these guys are not rushing quarterbacks anymore. They are also the NFL's leading passers. Lamar through three games has the most fantasy points any player has ever scored in the first three weeks of the season. Josh mm-hmm. Allen has the third most fantasy points anyone has ever scored through three weeks. And Jalen Hurts has the ninth most fantasy points that anyone has ever scored through three weeks. The, these are, I mean, it's like this is a spot where 303 from Jared Goff I mean, you might be losing by 11 points to a Lamar team. Maybe, but I am much less. I, that's funny you said because where, where I was going with that is I am much less afraid to shoot for 303 with Jared Goff than I am when Mahomes and Burrow and now Tua and Brady and these other guys that will do that more explosively. I think there's routes for that because like there's real floor in the overall stack, a real like, you know, low floor in the overall stack of Hertz Allen or Jackson. Like they can screw it up. They can run, you know, they run into and they only hit, you know, random, random guys like third tight ends for their touchdowns. Like well that's, that happened that's, a lot with that's... Josh Allen last year where he'd score 35 and Steph would have 12. So it wasn't a good stack. Well that's the other thing that's changed with Hertz is that you you would not play him naked anymore. You would play him you could even double stack him. Uh Goddard 
Devonta. I, mean, I would never. I have never once played Hurts naked, but I know what you mean. Yeah, you wouldn't. You, it's just plain stupid to do now. I mean, he had 300 passing yards in the first half last week. Like you can double stack him now the same way you would with Mahomes, and then add 12 rushing points as well. Uh, you know, Lamar. It's kind of tough to say. It's like, yeah, Andrews. Um, he just is going to eat up so much of the ownership at uh, at tight end. So, like, do you just play Bateman? Do you hope for a Devin Duvernay punt return touchdown? And, I mean, Devin Duvernay has eight targets through three games. So, I mean, he's not like a, a smash or anything. I I don't hate Goff this week at all, but I am worried that Swift being out and Amon Ross St. Brown playing through this ankle thing is going to make the coaching staff less aggressive. And mm-hmm. I'll just hurt the overall efficiency. Those are the Lions' two best players. And if those guys are not playing, replaced by Josh Reynolds and Jamal Williams, like com- like I would rather play Justin Herbert quite a quite a bit than Jared Goff this week with those guys dinged up. I think that's fine. I just will say last week in the the game that had the highest total between the Vikings and the Lions, I had zero interest in Jared Goff, and I do have interest in him this week for a couple of reasons. One is what you said with Jamal Williams, who is going to be the most popular player on the slate as of right now. Um, It's not close. Like there's not a lot of value, especially on DraftKings. He's 6,100 full workload against the God awful Seattle defense, home favorite, all that stuff. Lions have an incredible offensive line, strong, a lot of things going for him. Uh, But obviously any running back has a lot of ways they can bust, you know, David Montgomery said it on the pod. He was objectively the worst play last week. And yeah, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, he just ran bad and got hurt. And Khalil Herbert, look what he did. Sure, but he did get hurt. You know, it's just like any running back that's that that's that owned is not a great idea. So from a like macro. Well, I'm playing I'm week, playing the shit out of Jamal Williams this week. I don't care. I don't care if uh I I I think an efficient ownership for him is even higher than he's going to be owned. That's just like objectively not true. I mean, he's gonna he's got, you know, if you're if you want to be rosy about it, he's got 20% optimal probability. He's gonna be 40% owned. So like he shouldn't be more owned than he is. He's over owned, and we have him at like seventeen percent optimal, which is with your baseline. So, um, and I, I that- am even, I am even bearish on his projection compared to other sites. I think our projection on him, because I've learned my lesson with the, um, you know, the the who's the shitty Falcons running back who was really chalky one week, and then he came Brian Hill, uh, Mike Davis, Brian or Hill. Something? no, oh, no, Brian, Brian Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, Brian Hill and Rex Burkett, just like all these guys, like I've kind of learned my lesson. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I, I am just gonna, I, 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 it's, it's certainly not GTO, uh, definitely more astrology than heuristics, but I'm just playing the shit out of Jamal Williams. Yeah, sure. I think that's fine. And again, worth noting, I am an MME guy. You are a three max type. So yeah, if you're, if you want to play Jamal Williams on two of your three, three max teams, I'm not going to call you an idiot because it's fine. He's the best, he's the best play. Most I, I just view it as distinctly different than the 40% owned Bengals defense. I would never play the 40% owned Bengals defense well, yeah, yeah. because there is a much greater correlation between projected points and actual points at running back than a defense. That is true. That is true. But I think, you know, I think there's, there's obviously whatever. And we, we've, I've talked about this a million times. People that know me, like there are, there's any 40% running back, I'm going to be short on. But the other thing here is that the other two most popular players on this slate are going to be Steph Diggs and Mark Andrews. So it's really, I think you're also looking for a cheap stack. And Jared Goff sort of helps with that. You probably want to play him on Ross St. Brian, who is not cheap, but 
you have, you know, if you're playing Diggs, Andrews, Jamal Williams, and then either Lamar or Josh Allen to start, like you are dumpster diving after that. And there is not a ton of value there, but those are going to be really popular combos. That Buffalo Baltimore game has a lot of shootout potential, but, um, and it's a little harder to get like direct leverage off of, off of them. Like I think Allen with Gabe Davis or Dawson Knox is a pretty sharp pivot. Uh, I'm a little, and and then like you know, with, I, Isaiah, with, Isaiah likely with, uh, with sure. Lamar. Yeah. That's the thing with Mark Andrews is like half his games. He scores under, he gets under 60 yards. So really what you're fading from him is, does he have a two or three touchdown game? And is, he's definitely the most likely guy to do that. That's why I was all over. Him well, if, if, but if this is Lamar's, too popular this week, if this is Lamar's passing baseline, I think we're going to have to adjust that prior because Mark Andrews leads the NFL in target share and his quarterback is the most efficient player in football right now. Sure, but do you think Mark Andrews at at current baseline is would would score would average thirty two or thirty four now touchdowns in a year? Like absolutely not. So even if you, you can, think he's you can a never 12, say, I'm not a soothsayer. <laughs> All right, even if you say he's a twelve or fifteen like absurd touchdown guy, that's still less than one a game. So like he's gonna have zero touchdown games, and if he's thirty percent owned, which he probably will be, it's pretty easy short or you at least need to think about pivots i'm obviously going to play some mark andrews he's the highest upside tight end but he's the only one you really got to dodge and you got to save money somewhere so i think that from like a macro sleep perspective is also something uh that i am looking at uh before we get into like you know which actual qbs we want to play but yeah i mean i will probably play jalen hurts as my primary quarterback in the spy but if I think he's going to be like, nah, I think, I think even 15% ownership on him is not efficient. Some of the other guys I would consider not. Uh, Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray. Uh, but I, one thing I'm not going to do anymore is I am not, I just am not messing around with the, the Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. Like I just, am, I'm not playing a $6,300 quarterback. I it's that, that is inefficient pricing. Like the expensive quarterback should be more expensive than they are. Yeah, I talked. I mean, and they the expensive quarterbacks are getting a price hike this week. They're not seventy six hundred anymore. They're eighty two hundred, which is which is notable. But yeah, I mean, we talked about that a lot. Was it two weeks ago when Stafford and Carr were like the gigachaw quarterbacks? And it's like, I don't know. Like they're pretty safe. They have the two highest totals, but like those guys don't have nuclear upside. And we have you know guys like Lamar and Josh Allen and and I mean, well, Tua was the one who absolutely nuked on the slate. So I I. I think that's probably right, but I'm actually a little more okay with the idea of a quarterback that scores me 22 points at a reasonable price this week than I have been in any week thus far because of the overall uh, value and the like the actual downside that I think is a little more pronounced than we think of those top three quarterbacks. Obviously, I'm going to jam a lot. Hertz is under-owned at we're showing 11 12% right now. He's the highest optimal probability quarterback, but there is real uh, potential for just a bust, you know, Justin Herbert's awesome. I mean, whatever it was the ribs too, but like he was pretty bad against this Jacksonville defense, which has quietly been pretty good this year. Jacksonville sort of looks legit. Yes. Yes, they do. Which is, uh, which is, you know, pretty, pretty interesting. Um, that's, that's really all I got. I mean, I just don't have that many interesting thoughts. I just think those three guys are great plays. And then I think Kyler and Herbert are good leverage off of them. You know, if Kyler starts running again, uh, he had two rushing attempts for eight yards last week. He becomes a totally different play. And I am not interested in the Marcus Mariota, Geno Smith, Jacoby Brissett grouping of quarterbacks, but 
you you someone else could be i just am not so i mean i think we got to talk about it a little bit because that is the other avenue you go you get the fifty five hundred dollar quarterback goof is fine I think Brissett is actually my favorite of those guys. Atlanta. The problem is, is that you play him into extreme chalk. Like the, the like you're, you're you pair Brissett with Njoku, and then you're just playing into insane Njoku chalk. Well, it's going to be considerably less than the Mark Andrews chalk, and he's. Well, I'm not playing. I'm not playing Mark Andrews either. Okay. Okay. I think uh, I, I think mind. Mark Andrews. I mean, Njoku is going to be popular, but it's not going to be out of control. Cooper is going to be popular, but it's not going to be out of control. And then, like the Mariota to Drake London side is actually going to be more popular, and they have a lower total. There are, you know, like Cleveland's defense has not been very good, and they probably won't have Miles Garrett this weekend, so that's uh, not ideal. But Atlanta's defense is a train wreck, and I think you know Brissett's actually played pretty well. Have you seen like his, you know, his PFF numbers? I mean, whatever, very oh, small I mean, sample, he's but been, he's like the he's fourth been... highest graded passer. He's been really good. He's been really good, I, which is has been surprising to me how good he has been. And then the other wacky quarterback, I will say, I mean, I think, you know, I, Lawrence is probably a little too cute for me. Um, Daniel Jones against a god-awful Chicago team, fine with maybe one last try. And then a guy who's popping more because of his receivers, but like, you know, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, like receivers are popping as like extreme leverage this week. Can you do that at all? Like, I don't know, man. I mean, Mitch Trubisky won someone a million dollars twice his uh, his rookie yes. year. Yes. I mean, no, I I I if sure if I was playing uh, 150 on DraftKings, 150 on FanDuel, maybe. But I'm playing like five or eight teams, and not even close to getting there. Yeah, I just think the thesis of the play is if you're trying to spend play multiple expensive skill position players, it's really, really hard to play Alan Hurts or Lamar. So you're going to have to dip down. And, like, can Trubisky beat, you know, $6,300 Tom Brady or Joe Burrow? I oh, 100%. I think, that's, I think that's a lot tougher. But I think that without those guys around, his direct competition is Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota, Jared Goff. Like, I think Trubisky becomes a little more in play, as gross as that sounds. Like, you're gonna. I think there is a real possibility that you need to save money with your stack this week, and all of those guys suck. So it's like, you know, there there's upside there, and they can beat each other. It's not like there's a lot of steady guys in there that you have to that you have to worry about passing them. Yes, I uh, I can I can agree with that. All right, running back. I mean, uh, McCaffrey stinks. Didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. The Panthers are on the second fewest plays in the NFL. The Colts stink. Both CMC and Jonathan Taylor were single-digit owned last week, and uh, they're going to be single-digit owned again this week, too. Um, they'll be higher than they were last week. McCaffrey actually looks like he might get a little bit popular. Taylor, not as much. Um, and then, the be- I mean, I those were big, play- big overs for me last week just because of the way the slate uh, shook out. I'm not usually a guy who likes to play a lot of expensive running backs in today's NFL, but the, with those two and Derrick Henry being solo owned, those were like really big overs for me. And Henry really hit. Um, so I think he's he and he will be. He looks to actually be single digit owned again this week. Partially, Indy, Indianapolis is like run defense is is pretty brutal. But again, it's Derrick Henry, and anytime you get Derrick Henry at four percent owned, you just kind of close your eyes and do it. You did it last week, and it's not like he totally nuked, but he was, I believe, the highest scoring running back on the whole slate with that twenty six or whatever. Well, you know, I mean, the 
it, the the scoring composition at running back seems through three weeks like it's been a little bit different. Um, you know, we just uh we just don't have we just don't have uh, you know Jonathan Taylor's not nuking every week. McCaffrey's not nuking when he's active. Barkley had one nuclear game and then two okay games. Uh, actually, one bad game, one okay game. Yeah, I think one bad game, one above average game, and one nuke game. He looks really good this week. Chicago, very bad defense. I can buy it. I haven't really played him yet this year. I hate. He was like, I hated Barkley in week two and week one for that matter, which does not look good, you know. But uh, he was. I did not care for him the first couple weeks, and I'm okay with it now. The workload is there. The athleticism looks to be back. The ownership isn't going to be crazy out of control, and Chicago stinks. So I think he's like in a single entry. I'd probably rather play Derrick Henry than Saquon Barkley in MME. I am going to do better if Henry is the one that goes nuts because I'll probably have 15% of Henry and maybe 20% of Barkley, but I win a lot more with those Henry shares. I, uh, my, my gold star play is Nicholas Chubb against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, should, should have his ownership held in check just by the fact that he doesn't actually project that well, like no site is going to have a super favorable projection on him because yeah. he doesn't catch passes. The Nick Chubb argument has been the same for two straight years. It's just like, yeah, the couple times a year he's going to score 30, but it's his median is pretty bad because he never, he doesn't catch any passes. So if he gets 22 carries for 76 yards and even gets one touchdown, he's screwing you. Yeah. But if he scores three, Watch out. I, I had a couple of really good games in a row. Yeah. Uh, David Montgomery did not practice Thursday. So I, I'm feeling pretty confident he is not going to suit up. Um, do you do you place Herbert in the same category as Jamal? It's just basically not a good play at ownership. Uh, well, because everyone else still has Montgomery and he's not he's like super high leverage right now. But obviously that will change. I think Williams will still end up being more popular because the team total is considerably higher and we've known all week. So there's been more chance for people to talk about it. I think I'm going to be pretty cool with Herbert. If like Montgomery gets ruled out on Sunday morning or even Saturday, like I think he'll be fine. Pretty neutral. Like way the way we have it right now, we're the only guys that have him out, but he is after it's CMC, just an optimal probability CMC, then Williams, then Taylor, then Barkley, then Herbert. So yeah. I think he's a, he's a pretty good play. I, I would rank my favorite running back plays as Chubb, Herbert, Jamal, A.J. Dillon probably. Probably would be the four guys that I like the most. Okay, glad you brought him up. I love I really love A.J. Dillon this week. Um, yeah. Him and Jones both have eight red zone opportunities. Dillon's is a little bit more carry heavy. I think it's like he's got six and two, and Jones has five and three. Um, New England is the... They're 29th in run defense DVOA. They're bottom 10 in PFF grade so far. Like their run defense has not been very good. Um, and it, it theoretically does set up as like a slow game where they're just trying to run it out with a hammer. Dylan's the more physical back. He's the one you'd think they'd salt away a lead with. I think just he has a good shot at that 21 carry 90 yards. And then if it's two touchdowns, Yahtzee. If it, you know, if it's one, you're, you're, you're fine. Like you're still in business, but depending on what happens elsewhere but yeah i think and he looks to only be around five percent owned because there's that like equal split workload now the other interesting thing here do you know what the worst run defense in football is <laughs> is the packers themselves and they're playing a patriots team with by far the lowest total on the slate and a split workload backfield but this is the worst 
run defense in football. Can you get there on Damian Harris or you're more of a Romandre guy? I think I can get there on Harris this week because I think if the Patriots scored 21, it's two Harris touchdowns. Yeah, I'm I'm probably will not play Damian Harris again. He's he's back to back 35% snap shares. Now he's losing red zone work to Ramondre. Ramondre scores mm-hmm. the goal line touchdown and uh, actually makes like an incredible heads up play to lateral a ball to Mac Jones to run in on a two point mm-hmm. conversion last week. I think pretty pretty much. Re- I mean, Damian Harris is basically uh like Jerome Bettis now for for the Patriots for a bad team. Well, he's got five red zone targets to Ramondre zero. That shocked me. I, I, my guess would be, and I don't know this, my guess would be we go and watch those and they're just total bailout, like non-designed type targets. And it just happened because another thing that's happened is so week one, Damien got nine drives all to himself where Ramondre didn't come on the field and Ramondre got four to himself. Okay. Then they were closer to even in week two than last week. I think Ramondre got 10 to himself and Damian got four to himself. Those numbers could be off one or two either way because I'm doing this off of memory. But I think it's pretty clear that with Montgomery out, they're like, we just need Ramondre to be better because we don't trust Damian to run the routes. Hmm. Okay. I guess the general, I'm not like so, I mean, I am a little bit more on Damian because I think he's the bigger red zone hammer, but whatever. I think it's fine to get over even on both of them, because they will be actual three percenters. No one's going to play them. They have the lowest total. Brian Hoyer stinks, blah, blah, blah. But there is there is some actual upside, and it's more about can they score 20 at 5,300 when there's so many expensive plays up and down the board? Well, yeah, it's, it's like uh, it's it's like last week I just used, uh, you know, I used Ramondre's um, 20 points to pay up for Patrick Mahomes' 18 and Juju's 12. It, it worked out really well for me. Sure, but that's because you are a fish and you are yeah. so attached it's, to uh, you. It's because I play bad. <laughs> no, actually, Juju Juju at 9% last week, I like when the cards turned over, I was like, yeah, wow, was this is, I'm, I'm like, I'm li- literally rich. And then it turns out I wasn't rich. No. I got very close to rich last week. That DK Metcalf touchdown got me up to like fifth in the uh yeah. Big Yahoo Lotto, but it was not meant to be. Fell apart after that. The but. one, the one other play I want to mention at running back is Antonio Gibson. He's got one more week, I think, before Brian Robinson is back. I it would not surprise me if the Redskins or the wow, wow, Ooh. that is old. The Washington Football <laughs> Team coaching staff um, looks at the film and is like, "We this Carson Wentz shit is killing us. Like we literally want to die watching Carson Wentz play the quarterback." Like we are mm-hmm. running the air out of the ball this week, and they have one guy to run the air out of the ball with, and that's Antonio Gibson. Okay, yeah, I think that's fine. I got two other situations to talk about. One is Cordero as leverage off of a probably oh, yeah. fairly chalky Mariota. He's going to be the most popular cheap quarterback, I think. Cleveland, in reputation, has a very good defense. They have not been good this year, and they're missing their best player. Um, so I think that I I think that Cordero is actually a pretty reasonable play. And then in the Chargers and Texans game, both of those teams, like Houston's a truly atrocious run defense. And then the Chargers have not been great this year, and they lost Joey Bosa. So they're out there, um, you know, best player. Uh, so I think that Eckler's a little tougher because he hasn't, you know, the workload concerns are there. He's still very expensive. But I think, you know, there's a real chance that the Chargers, if they do roll, are still trying to t- 
take care of Herbert and not get him into a lot of trouble. So I could see the Eckler emergence game this week. He's a little bit cheaper, at least. You know, he's meaningfully, uh, he's he's meaningful savings off of Henry, CMC, Taylor, uh, and even Barkley. And then Pierce, like I don't mind a few shots on either. Just, he's down at that fifty six hundred thing. Maybe the maybe Herbert's really screwed, and the Chargers get beat by a team they should crush again this week, like the Jags did. You know, Houston is not low key. Oh wow, they might actually be pretty decent, like the Jaguars. But you know, like it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world for the Chargers to lose this game, and it to be a really good script for Damian Pierce, who has been getting a lot of, um, you know, he's he's getting a lot of stuff. James Robinson shredded them last week. Pierce has a lot of workload lately. Well, he, he didn't. He didn't really. Carries last he week. didn't. He didn't really shred them. He just broke off a long one. His James Robinson right. is like the lowest success rate of uh, of any running of any starting running back this year. Okay, he's, he's well, killing I mean, me. Sure, that was just like a t- fun talking point more than anything else. But uh, Pierce has the workload, and if they somehow are able to win, I just think you really need to save some. No, I think I think Pierce. I think Pierce is a decent play and good salary leverage off of a. Uh, off of Jamal Williams and Khalil Herbert. Yeah. Um, all right, wide receiver. I guess the the biggest questions of the week are, is Amon Ross St. Brown going to be hampered by this ankle injury? No practice Wednesday, no practice Thursday. Um, need to check other projection sites. Are we the only I, – I have not looked at other people's stuff. I mean, I just have Deontay Johnson projected with his season stuff of a thir- – actually, I'm lower than his season target share – and pretty low on his yards per target and he is coming in as a giga value so i guess yes, i need he, to look sure i need to look is. at other people's stuff i want i bet i'm i bet i am high on trubisky's ypa uh i actually clamped that down uh earlier i did notice that and so changed it before i ran my latest sim so he's still this is legit him as the second <laughs> highest optimal probability Diggs is you know quite a bit ahead of him i think there's obviously real total failure risk with pittsburgh but the other thing is Deontay is 6K. You know, Diggs, A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, who are clearly the three highest projected wide receivers, are all 1,400 to 2,400 more expensive than Deontay. So a lot of it is that savings, and it's a tough week. It's a tough week money-wise. So I think Deontay – and also the fact that Diggs and Andrews are very expensive and so popular creates a lot of leverage this week at wide receiver. That is why, as I was saying earlier, when I looked at it at first, it's like – Ah, shit, this, you know, Buffalo-Baltimore is like the only good game. How can anything beat it? And obviously that's not true. You know, like anything can beat. This is not, you know, but because it's such a good game, it's going to be so chalky. And so the reward, if it does bust, is even higher. And I think there's there's quite a bit of leverage at wide receiver. Deontay, A.J. Brown, Amon Ross, St. Brown, chief among it. The two Seattle wide receivers are right up there against that terrible Detroit defense in a potential shootout. Brandon Cooks is right up there. Drake London will be kind of popular with Mariota, but... He's obviously a monster. That guy rules. Um, oh, and the other rookie, actually, who's not on his slate, but Chris Olave, that was the second most air yards in a game that he had two weeks ago that I have charted since 2014 in our databases. DeAndre Hopkins had some random game where he had 400 air yards. That is the second most. Um, and you know who else, who had the second most this year is Devontae Parker, who like that just – he might – he that poor guy, like the Mac Jones to Devontae Parker, our buddy friend of the program, Ponta, was talking last week about how that's like the worst deep ball combination in the history of football. It might be, but Parker has a long history of doing that. He has also in my database has the second highest air yards in a zero receiving yard game that I have on record going back to 2014. He had a 
seven target, 147 air yard air ball against New England in 2019. That is hard to do. Very impressive. I want to shout out Devontae Parker. So I think a couple of the big questions this week are, what do we do with Arizona Carolina? Obviously uh, before the season starts, we look at this game with, I bet the, I bet the the total on the look ahead line is down like nine points since, uh, since the season started, the Panthers mm-hmm. are running super slow. The Cardinals are not even playing fast. They're the car. Uh, Kyler Murray is the second worst quarterback in the NFL in YPA uh, way worse than his career average. Now, part of that is that, He's not running at all, and they are throwing these one-yard passes to Greg Dorch every single week. I mean, Dorch had like 10 catches last week, but the interesting wrinkle there is Rondale might play this week, and he is just going to be in that Dorch role, and he's 3,800, which is uh, the salary relief that this slate is crying out for. Yeah, I can mess with that. I I think I can probably get into a little uh, Rondale. I don't think he will be popular. Last week, you know, I often have said, like, if Kyler's really going, it's Hollywood's the one that needs to happen. And he had a really, really solid game last week. So that's fine. I don't really like this game overall, though, just because Carolina has the second most plays attempted per game behind, you know, only Chicago. Chicago, it's not even that they're slow. It's that they are going three and out every time. So it's hard to rack up a lot of plays. Carolina is very slow. Uh, So that does worry me. Kyler hasn't been running quite as much. Like, that does worry me. You know, I... I want to buy, I want to, like when you said that at the beginning, it made my ears perk up. So I was like, oh, that's very exciting. But Kyler used to be one of those guys that would always be in that second tier of optimal probability. And he's way down there because he's so expensive and the game just does not project to be for a whole lot of plays. And the total is, it's gross. It's like what, 22 to 21 projected total or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all bad. Uh, some of my favorite one-off plays, Romeo Dobbs at, uh, at 4,500. I mean, he just literally just is Devontae Adams now. Not actually, but he did. I mean, he got three targets on their opening drive last week, which is the scripted drive, which means that they spent all week saying we're so screwed with all of our wide receivers injured and Cobb and Lazard mispractice with illness. He succeeded. He did really well. They win the game. Uh, when a rookie does well in a, a game that his team wins, I guarantee the coaching staff is is taking note of that i think he's really strong i think that uh, yeah cash lock the problem with him is that you may run into is like the uh dobbs jamal williams and a stack in the baltimore buffalo game is going to be the most popular like building block dobbs is going to be very popular well i'll just play aj brown and devonta smith and jalen hurts and evan ingram and i will just simply win um I, i mean i like i like where your head's at devonta looks to be pretty chalky too actually for what it's worth and yeah. so does Zay Jones. So that's a little bit of trouble. Like I really want to do the Hurts thing. He, he didn't AJ practice Brown today. Is such good leverage, but mm-hmm. Zay Zay Jones didn't practice, which is kind of interesting. Well, then we get my boy Marvin Jones Jr. come back and be alpha. It's yeah. Great. I'm feeling good about those Jags this year. You had you had so much slander for Zay Jones early, and I was like, eh, you yeah, know, he's kind I'm of still slandering. Right. Still slandering. Um, he may put up zero points this weekend. You know, it's, it's really, it's in the, it's a strong possibility. And it, uh, this actually, if we had any faith in the Denver Broncos, this would be a great spot to buy on them because the Raiders defense has been horrible and the correlation options are great there, but I'm not, I mean, maybe I would play Sutton as a one-off. That's it. Yeah. Sutton's the one I like the most, but he's also the most popular. Like he actually looks like he's going to be low teens. Um, so I think he'll get played. 
two the two shitty Debo's are Curtis Samuel and Chase Claypool, both looking to be about five percent this week. The Steelers are just like kind of shockingly popping all over the place because the savings is so real. So I think both of them are fine. Um, I did have another person I wanted to talk about. Oh, I okay. This may be this may be too hot for you, and I think your your inclination is going to be like let's wait a week. But I, if we do, then the guy's going to be thirty percent owned. We have forty one hundred dollar Kadarius Tony, and he's oh, going to be three to five percent owned. Right? Like it's got to try, got to try to get over, got to try to be. Aren't they? Aren't they? Oh no, they're yeah. I mean, Sterling uh, Shepard's I mean, dead if again. He, if he's in, just play him. Yeah, because Wandale's not going to play. No, nope. so. They I they have to bring so if Wandale doesn't play and Shepard's out, they have to bring one guy in from the cold alongside David Sills and Richie James. Yep. Coaching staff hates Darius Slayton. He didn't even play. I think he played five snaps in the game where Shepard got hurt. They got to bring Kenny Galladay in, who played like nine snaps and dropped a crucial third down, maybe even mm-hmm. a fourth down. And Tony, who they did not play in week one and then got hurt. So they hate all three of these guys. Correct. But they literally have to play, have to play one. at least one. My guess is hate them all you want. You're a football coach. You want to win games. You go with the guy you hate who's actually good, which would be Tony. So I think That's so my too. guess. I think so, too. And I think it's time to buy. The worry here, obviously, is, the, yeah, they hate them all, so they play them all for 12 snaps. But – I think it's I think it's a buy spot on Tony. It's an absolutely wretched Chicago defense. Tony to Daniel Jones is not going to be popular. I think that really helps Daniel Jones get to his ceiling if Tony's getting a crazy game and then you get a cheap stack and you can play, you know, two of you can play Diggs and Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, you can play Diggs and AJ Brown. You can play the the Brown guys, AJB and ASB. It's just a it makes it it's it's pretty attractive. Uh, I you know, and even as a one-off, I do quite like Tony a lot because I think there's a real just a real real chance there's obviously an insane ceiling what did he didn't he have like a 15 target game and is the one good game in his career 13 targets 10 catches 170 yards and then got ejected <laughs> got, got ejected from his breakout game yeah yeah um all right tight end what about Devonte Adams we didn't even mention him yeah him and him and Burks are are fine I I like I like Burke Burks is probably my two uh, percent on squirrel play this week okay yeah i like i like burks too i can you well this is we're gonna end up talking about this guy every week but watkins is dead what it, i mean there's there, i think there's too many people but can you be talked into christian watson i think he's gonna play like nine snaps he he he, he has a hamstring injury too so even if that's he's active what, he's probably limited yeah the injury is what worries me but i that's i'm like salivating at the idea of that as as to get off the dobbs chalk but yeah uh okay tight end i mean mark andrews is going to be 25 to 40 percent of the player pool depending on the contest that you're in mm-hmm. yep. uh our, our our guy kyle pitts i will i will just keep playing him until i don't yep. have any money left in my account Looked um, good last week for a while yeah i i do i was kind of half kidding about isaiah likely but i'm not really kidding because he still has this insane targets per route run in week two he ran eight routes and got five targets like I've definitely made worse plays in my life. Like Jawan Johnson is a way worse play than Isaiah Likely. I think he's fine, and it gets you incredible salary relief, and it's incredible leverage. Like Lamar can still run 
for 120 yards and throw for two touchdowns, be the optimal quarterback and have Mark Andrews bust. Like, yes, likely is kind of the way to do that. Oh, and actually the one last receiver I met, I had written down, Gabe Davis is in that situation. Oh too. yeah. He I mean, might just, be three, he is, 3% he is owned, like, like, he's like a level crush. three, like a level two play. Like he's so obviously a good leverage off the shock, but people still won't play him. Yeah. It's a little bit where I, where I would always worry like on the weeks that Devonte Adams was 30% owned. And it's like, well, Aaron Jones has like almost as high of an optimal probability. And if he goes nuts, he just destroys the 30% on Devonte Adams. And it's like, oh man, but everyone's that's so obvious. Everyone's going to know it. And then Jones would still be, you know, five to 8% owned on those. So it does feel a little bit like that. I think Davis is nuts. Dawson Knox to that end as well. I think is a very solid tight end play um, to get off, you know, to get off at digs. Like I don't really want to do like, Diggs, Allen, and Knox, because I think that's just too expensive. And for, you know, like it, it just becomes a very difficult proposition. And I think will be somewhat popular to bring those along together. But I do like the Allen with Davis and Knox, which is much more affordable. You know, Diggs, like we talked about it, we talked about it last week. Like he looks like the best play. Uh, Allen is really locking on to him in that week two game. It was nuts, but it's like, that's not a guarantee. And like he had a lot of games where Allen scored over 30 points and didn't have an optimal game uh, last year. So I don't think that those are just like not going to happen anymore. So yeah. if he's the most popular wide receiver. I think it makes all the sense in the world to pivot to other bills receivers. You mentioned Njoku's too popular for your sake. You think he's getting steamed? I don't have him like every so much higher than like every Mariota or Brissett team is going to play him. Well, what about, but Pitts though? I don't think that's true. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I bet. I bet Njoku will be the third most owned tight end, probably in single entry three max stuff. Okay, who do you think is the second? I have. A, he's he is our second Haw highest right now. Haw after Hawkinson. Andrews. Hawkinson. But it's not even close. So it's like Andrews is projecting at twenty seven percent owned, and then it's Njoku, Hawkinson, and Pitts are all between seven and nine, and then it's Shipper Roulette. Yeah. Um, I mean, a couple of the guys, a couple of the guys I will be losing money with Dallas Goddard with Hertz Love just it. to get a, a 5% owned guy. Um, mm -hmm. probably one of these Indianapolis bums, maybe, maybe John Smith. I don't know. I mean, dude, this is so bad. I literally touted Tyler Conklin last week and I was like, eh, whatever. And then he, he had a rock, he had a hell of a game. I'm worried about him with. Wilson at quarterback because I'm I'm thinking that they will probably mm. be a little bit more sporadic. Wilson will probably have a higher average depth of target, and they're probably going to have more three and outs. Like they're probably going to have fewer possessions. It just yeah. seems bad. I think but Fle I think Flacco might be. I thought he was like leading the league in a dot, but <laughs> he is. Uh, no, he is not. Never mind. Jameis is probably Jameis is probably leading the league in a dot now. Uh, he is. He absolutely yeah. is. Jameis, then Lamar, then Mariota, um, then Mac Jones, who has really been real bad with it. So, yeah, I think that's uh, that's fine. But yeah, that's what, what. What do you think? Does do you have any um, you know hand in the dirt memories of who Zach Wilson's favorite receiver was when they had this? I mean, the turf. The, one of them was a rookie. The, <laughs> the, turf. the turf. It I, wasn't Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore no, averaged. Right? He averaged like eight point six fantasy points per game with Zach Wilson and like 20 fantasy points per game with Flacco Johnson and Mike White. It was horrible. Okay. Um, Should we use that to you, transition into how do, Pittsburgh's defense is like the top? Well, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to hear the grossest name that's ever going to be chalk? Not even chalk, 
But people, we just talked about the Giants wide receiver situation. Some people are going to play this Daniel Bellinger guy who's like literally a right tackle. Yeah. That's bad. Can't wait. Can't wait to lose to Daniel Bellinger teams. Yeah. He's going to have the classic Kyle Rudolph, like, uh, two, two, two line. Uh, (laughs) Just like smash everyone. Miserable. Yeah. Um, what about Alberto? You, is you, are you burying him? Or I know you liked him a lot in the preseason. I mean, the, the, so the thing is, is like one, he's buried and not good or at least the coaching staff doesn't think he's good, but also like this isn't even a high volume enough offense to be interested. Like this isn't even the thesis behind the Alberto as like a seasonal take was that this was going to be an offense that threw a lot and threw efficiently, but they Mm -hmm. don't throw a lot and they don't throw efficiently. Like, right. We forgot in that thesis, the, uh, the null hypothesis that Russell Wilson is an above average quarterback, uh, was, is being rejected. Correct. That has been, that has been, uh, that has been sent back for testing. Um, so defense kind of interesting in that, uh, I don't, I, I mean, I think there are a lot of different ways you can go. Like, I, like there's not one team that I'm like, oh, this is going to be the chalk. Like, for example, we just talked about the Steelers, but I actually think the jets against Trubisky at 2,600 are like, mm-hmm. uh, are like a pretty good play. Um, the lions at 2,800 are interesting because their defense has been horrible, but then you're getting leverage on, the Seahawks, I mean, we didn't talk about Metcalf or Lockett, but they're both good plays. Um, oh, yeah. I mentioned and them then what about, They're right up there in leverage. I got the biggest bear, I got the biggest brain play you can ever find. The Ravens defense. The Ravens defense against the Bills because sure. they're going to see, what, 45 passing attempts probably? And it doesn't matter on DraftKings scoring if they give up 60 long touchdowns if they sack Josh Allen five times and get a pick six. Right. They just have to give up less than it's 35 where it's like, oh, that's you're just dead because that's minus four points. Other than that, it's it's like one point every every touchdown in between 14 and 34. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. So there we go. That's fine. Um, I did feel like, oh, the Bears against against Daniel Dimes. Like, why not? They're twenty seven hundred. Seems like a reasonable gamble to take. They're a bad defense, but. So, I mean, Danny stinks. Honestly, the only worry I have about that is pace of the game. Like, I don't know how many plays they'll get to go against is really the only concern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Kind of similar idea with the Giants are not expensive either, but if they're getting, you know, 11 Justin Fields dropbacks, it doesn't matter if he stinks on them. Like, it, it's, gonna, it's, not, it's not really a whole lot of opportunity there. Yeah. Uh. Cardinals defense, maybe 2,800. I mean, I just don't have I, the only like take take I had was the Ravens defense as like a leveragey type play. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. think that's fine. There's yeah. not really worth getting a ton of takes on defense, but what are you, what about game stacks for you? What are you, what are you going after? Uh, Figuring out a Jaguars wide receiver or tight end who can get there or maybe ETN with Hertz doubles. Cause Hertz doubles is what it looks like. I'll probably be running for my, main stuff since i don't want to play into the ravens bill stuff well a little worried i'm agreeing with you there but that's that's a good one i i do think the ravens bills is like there's enough of a you know you can play like like you know a couple of likely and gabe davis and knox and isaiah mckenzie even or you know duvernay or whatever and play whack-a-mole and just hope it's not straight up andrews and Diggs because then you're buried. And if, but if that happens, it doesn't matter if you're playing another stack in that game that sucks. You're just toast. Like if that game scores 65, 
and Mark Andrews and Stephon Diggs combined for five touchdowns, like GG, we'll see in week five. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot you're going to be able to do about that. Yeah. Uh, all right. You got, you got anything else? I, I mean, I do this, this Pittsburgh thing is intriguing. I'm going to spend more time digging into it, but they are all popping as crazy, crazy leverage. So I think that's a little bit exciting and not exciting, but like, it's, I think it's worth going after just cause you've got, you do probably have to save some money. You can play that Pittsburgh stack and you can still play one of Andrews or Diggs, And you know, there's just other ways to get weird. It allows you to play multiple expensive dudes. And I don't think a ton of lineups are going to have multiple AK players just cause it's so difficult salary wise this week so it, doing a vomit stack i think is much more useful this week than it normally is yeah i uh i think i think that seems just about right all right man let's get out of here uh projections will continue to be updated up until sunday and uh good luck everybody bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 